So President Trump announced today in a very important speech with lots of gestures and words that the United States is going to have a sixth branch of the military. Okay, more military spending, I don't know. This isn't a politics show, we're not going to get into that. But what I do want to get into is what this new sixth branch of the military is going to be. And I'm excited, and I'm scared, because it's the Space Force. <sighs> I was really hoping we were going to weaponize animals. <laughs> that worked out well in Jurassic Park, I think. I think it would have worked out well in real life too. But come on, Space Force. We're gonna so we're gonna take I guess the Air Force and the Space Force are gonna be different like separate, but he said it's going to be really big, it's gonna be a big deal. So we have to watch out for those other countries that are in space right now. And I get in the future that may happen, but are we jumping the gun a little bit on the Space Force thing, the the spaceships flying and shooting lasers? Are we a little ahead of, ahead of ourselves with that? Um all I know is he wants to make America great again. And no, jeez. If there's any way to make it great again, it's to return to our roots of complete space domination. There you go. So true. Um, Dominate that space. I do like how he he did say he wanted to. It would be separate but equal to the Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not sure how using the, the same reasoning that we uh, use for, for school segregation. Like I don't know, I don't know why why that phrasing popped into his head. Uh, well, you know there's going to be feuds between the the Earth-faring pilots and the space pilots. The space pilots are going to be like, you know, oh, you fly in air? Lame. I fly in a vacuum. <laughs> so, I'm, so I imagine there's going to be some fighting there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think you're, like the initial reaction is like, what? <laughs> like, where did this come from? It seems totally out of left field. Um... I, I, I guess I would say I want to see what that actually means and what, I mean, to introduce as a branch of military makes me think, well, that there's going to be some weaponry, right? That we're like going to have nukes in space, which is just like super scary and seems unnecessary. I don't know that we're facing a huge threat from space. Right. Well, it's like North Korea. You shouldn't have any nuclear weapons. By the way, we're going to put nuclear weapons on satellites now. Space Force. <laughs> I think he's just like trying... Because, you know, he's he's tapped into the popular opinion, right? And there's now a, a Star Wars movie every year. Wait, so you're, say, so you're saying the popular opinion in American political society... Like, American politics, the major opinion of most people, the majority of people wants a space force, wants spaceships with lasers in space. Wrong. No. <laughs> what I'm saying is that our president is aware of the um, what the public wants, right? And what they want is more Star Wars. Except for Solo. But we can talk about that another time. I mean, it's still going to make a lot of money. Oh, it will. All right, well, this is Subjectively Correct. My name is David. I'm here with Anthony. And Anthony, you wanted to get the show started with something um, that I hadn't even thought about. But with all the news going on, I was kind of aware of it. Well, for, first, David, so if you could attend um, you know, a major sporting event in any U.S. city, 
which city would it be? Mm. What, what would be your, 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 your top few cities? Or what's something a city would need, I guess, to, to kind of uh, jump out at you as a good destination? Well, when, when you said that, and um, I guess I'm still a Nevada boy at heart, because I thought it would be so great to see like a Super Bowl or a World Series um, or an NBA championship in Las Vegas. That'd be great. It, and I'm from there, so I feel like it would be good for my hometown to have that to have that thing happen you know so less for me and more for like my hometown i think that'd be so cool and people are traveling in and out of there all the time the infrastructure is there um there's plenty to do but like before or after the game so i feel like vegas is a great place to hold a huge event like that i mean they do big events all the time every night's a big event in vegas vegas is a is a, is a great option i think like, like if i'm thinking of the, the ultimate place of something for everyone right yeah you want um major attractions you know maybe theme parks, you know, you've got um, beaches, mountains, desert. Can you think of where I'm listing? What, 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 what place in our country you can get access to all those places in about two hours or less? Unless there's traffic, which there always is. Oh, traffic. I know now. L.A.? That's right. L.A. So L.A. is set to have what will probably be the greatest sports decade of any city uh ever what do you mean by that so j uh, among other major sporting events they're set to hold in the next just in the next 10 years at least one major league all-star major league baseball all-star game a super bowl the college football uh playoff national championship the world cup in 2026 and the summer olympics in 2028 uh Basically, if you are a fan of sports and sports at the highest level, you will see every almost every major sporting event come through LA some at some point in the next ten years. So, is there any is there any major sport that isn't playing a championship there? Well, there's there. I guess there's the sports where they're only playing there if their team is represented, right? So, like hockey or something, right? Yeah, or, or basketball. Or basketball. But I think we can pencil in LA for a few. Uh, finals appearances over the next decade. More on that later, but I think I think that's amazing. That first of all, that that we won the bid for the World Cup in America. That's awesome. I feel like um, being American, we're biased, of course. But uh, seeing the disasters on the Olympics in Russia, and then seeing Russia get the World Cup shortly after that, and we know how corrupt FIFA is. It all felt a little dirty and gross. But then seeing you know the FIFA World Cup is now in America, where we have the infrastructure, we have the stadiums there and built ready to go. We don't have to make anything from scratch to get the World Cup to work. It just makes sense to have it here. And all the other all the other events that you were telling me were happening in LA. I was like, gosh, LA has just about everything, and now it's getting like all of the major sporting events. That's crazy. You can basically live in LA as a sports fan and just not have to go anywhere. Yeah, I think the people at Knott's Berry Farm are like super stoked, right? Now. Oh, absolutely. The Knott's Berry Farm people are like, okay, we need to make some improvements right now. We need to like hire a guy to clean up the trash. <laughs> Disneyland's always busy. Doesn't matter what day of the year you go. Oh no, I, I remember. But but Knott's Berry Farm is a like ghost town. So most of, yeah, yeah. I remember times where like, okay, it's the middle of the school year for people in California. We're gonna take a day off of school and just go down to Disneyland, and they're still like. Thousands and thousands of people there. You had to wait two hours to go on. It's a small world. Yeah, Disney doesn't have a problem, but Knott's Berry Farm. They're looking for that. They're looking for that World Cup bump. Right. That's right. Um, it, so I think the last time the Olympics were in LA was 1984. Uh, I don't know how much of the infrastructure is still in place, but 
I mean, LA has stadiums. They already. Have, I don't. I don't think they're going to have to undergo. You know, some massive um, construction projects to get this done. No, it's one of the few places in the world where you could probably actually turn a profit holding some of these big events, and your your city is your, your sections of your city are not going to just um, rot and decay. You know, in the in the ensuing decades. Right. Um, where I mean, it's just <laughs> if you look at some of these places, like in Beijing and Rio, uh, they spent billions of dollars to get these places ready, and now they're just um, you know ghost towns. It's crazy. Right. No, and that's a good point. Like everything there is ready. Like college, major college events happen in LA all the time, like track and field, swimming, all sorts of stuff because of the major universities there. So there's plenty of sports venues in LA and in you know the West Coast in general. I mean, so it makes perfect sense to hold the Olympics or a World Cup event in L.A., absolutely. Also, I'm super excited that our uh, men's soccer team will actually be able to participate in the World Cup. Yeah, how, do you, how do you feel about that, by the way, that the, uh, the host team gets a team in no matter what? I mean, I'm hoping, and you know, we've been told this for a long time, that U.S. men's soccer is coming along, and here we are not come along very much at all, but do you like that rule that the host city gets a team in right away? Because I like it for 2026, but I, I mean, I, I think Russia would say it's money well spent. There you go. Yeah. 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 I, I think the host city or the host country should, should have their team represented. I, I don't, I don't have any doubt. I don't think there's any downside to it. There are enough teams make the world cup that, um, you know, if you're a good enough team, you'll make it regardless of, of the automatic qualifying qualifying right and that's a good point because and they are expanding it to 64 teams which is exciting so you get some more of those small um it'll basically be the uh it'll basically be uh college basketball march madness but with the biggest sport in the world and the best teams in the world in soccer which is cool yeah So, so right now the greatest investment you can make is real estate in southern california and airbnb that for the next decade because you're you're gonna be able to turn a massive profit. I mean, if if you had like a three bedroom during the Olympics, oh my goodness, you probably pay your mortgage for the year. Yeah, for real? So. No, no, absolutely. Especially if it's close to any big venues, you know, like discus. Yeah. Yes. So there's my real estate. There's my real estate take. Uh, buy real estate in Southern California. Don't we need to have some sort of disclaimer, like some NMLS disclaimer or something, if we talk real estate? Yeah, we should just play um, like the uh, the warning for like Cialis. <laughs> so this advice this advice may cause seizures. Um, yeah, if you find yourself looking at Trulia for more than four straight hours, please call your doctor. I'm sorry. I would I would help you out here, but I'm too busy laughing. <laughs> so, well. Okay, another thing I wanted to talk about in this opening segment, Anthony, um, can you give us a, a minute to uh, two minutes on what um, LA Lakers Twitter is like right now? Oh, the Los Angeles Lakers Twitter is uh, it's a fantastic place. So for those who, who aren't um, plugged in, um, recently the, the news spilled that Kawhi Leonard is um, hoping to force a trade from the San Antonio Spurs, and his preferred destination, uh, according to sources, would be the Los Angeles Lakers. That would just be that would be phenomenal by itself. But also, 
you have Paul George, who's long been rumored to be a target of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, he's spending time in L.A. He lives there in the offseason. Uh, and he's hanging out with Lakers players. They're following each other on Instagram. He's going to uh, E3 with Josh Hart and playing Fortnite with him. And then in addition to that, you've got LeBron James' son potentially enrolling in school in Southern California. According to Gary Payton. According to Gary Payton. And uh, you have the, the, the non-confirmation confirmation by Scottie Pippen, whose son would be on the same basketball team as LeBron's son. Um, and LeBron already owns, uh, I think, two houses next to each other in Southern California. Um, all the odds makers have the Lakers as... as the uh, the favorite destination for LeBron. So you have three three NBA superstars. I think two of them are probably mega superstars in in Kawhi and LeBron, assuming a, a healthy Kawhi. And then and George is probably just on that that second tier of superstars. Well, he's a superstar in the regular season. Hey, playoff P ain't that bad. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think he just you know he needed he wanted to be done with this season. He was looking. He had his eyes on next season. Because he knew he wasn't going to win with the, the Thunder. He's like, look at Houston, look at Golden State. I need me some LeBron. That's right. So so anyways, you, all of this is coming together now just before the draft. We Lakers fans for so long, and by so long I read like five years, which is, is an eternity. And, you know, we, we haven't been that relevant. The Lakers haven't been re- that relevant. And there are potentially three superstars that will want to come to the Lakers and there is a way that all three could come to the Lakers this offseason you'd have to get the team but that's okay you put LeBron Kawhi and Paul George together on the same basketball team um, David and I could fill out the roster and that's a championship caliber team and I think what they do have there Kyle Kuzma might be a slight upgrade to me playing with those guys but yeah, I, I, I'd be more excited about Kyle Kuzma playing with those three guys than I am about Lonzo Ball playing with those guys, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I think Lonzo does provide some, some good defense. I, he's definitely a def- much better defensively than Kuzma, which may be more important um, than, than the offensive production that Kuzma's going to provide, just because if you have Paul George, Kawhi, and LeBron, I don't know that you need much offensive production elsewhere but anyway so so all that to say is there's a lot of really uh really fascinating scenarios that could play out over the next couple weeks as we get ready for nba free agency and la um is kind of driving the narrative right now it's really fun to be a part of one thing's for sure next couple months is going to be sherlock holmes on twitter going crazy All right, so everyone is freaking out right now. Everyone's freaking out. Freaking out. Everyone. Why am I freaking out? Well, everyone outside of the United States is freaking out because there are major powerhouses in international soccer that have drawn or lost, right? So What? Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you've been paying attention, Anthony. Obviously, you have not. But Mexico beat Germany by one goal. And Increíble. <laughs> that was incredible in Spanish for the non-Spanish speakers out there, but and uh, fantastico. that means how fantastic for those of you who don't speak Spanish. Can you stop now? I'm trying to move forward here. So, I Nein wunderbar. <laughs> okay, that's German. I got nothing for that. Okay, but I do have something for the German national team. So there was some complaining going on from the defenders on the German national team 
because they said, oh, sometimes there's only two of us back here and we can't defend with just two of us back there. And I don't know if you saw the goal that Mexico scored, Anthony, but it basically looked like it was easy. It looked like when you're playing FIFA against your kid and your kid keeps like running the wrong way, like switching players are running the wrong way. So you have like a pretty easy job at like beating the one or two computer defenders who are back there to score a goal. It looked kind of easy. So I can kind of see his point. But his argument was we have seven or eight players attacking and that leaves us you know, very vulnerable in the back. But my thing is, you had seven or eight guys up there because you weren't scoring. You have to score to win, right? And I don't know. So everyone's freaking out about Germany losing. Is Mexico going to take it all the way and stuff? And then Argentina ties with Iceland. And everyone's talking about how Messi's awful now because he missed a penalty kick. And he missed a free kick at the end of the game that could have um, given Argentina the win. Is he a choker? He's awful. Ronaldo's now better than him. All this stuff. And I just want to tell everybody, calm down. It's been one game for these teams. It's the first game in the group stage. Everybody calm down. Everyone's freaking out about these games. Relax. It's like everyone freaking out if game one of the NBA Finals had some result and then, oh, we're going to base everything off of that one game. It's one game, people. Calm down. So is Iceland basically Jamaica a la Cool Runnings? Well... That's actually a pretty good comparison. The goal they scored against Argentina to draw with them is their first FIFA World Cup goal. So, yeah, they're basically the Jamaican bobsled team of, is, of, of football. Which is great, right? Because wasn't, wasn't Iceland the... Were they the really good team? Were they the really good team? Or am I thinking... I'm thinking D2 Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's, you're, getting, you're getting Mighty Ducks mixed up with... Um, <laughs> with cool runnings which which makes perfect sense you know like kids from the midwest and guys from jamaica i can see you can get it mixed up but it was the swiss disney sports knowledge movie sometimes it gets muddled my 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 early 90s disney sports movie knowledge so so you're saying uh it's been one game relax people that's kind of your message here exactly calm down and the way this this all right so for the non-soccer nuts the way they're in group stage right and there's four teams to a group, and it's the top two teams from each group that advance. Yes. You get three points for a win, one point for a draw, no points for a loss. And then if there's a tie, it's whoever scored most goals. Precisely. So so team, so team Iceland drew with Argentina. A big deal to just not lose that game for them, right? But that just gives them one point, and Argentina got a point as well. So as long as Argentina wins their other games, they'll be fine. It's not like they're out of it. And what drives me crazy is... Lots of times sports fans react so strongly to that moment because they're like, okay, this one moment encapsulates everything about this team. When really, man, if if Argentina makes it to the knockout stage, we're not going to remember Iceland. We're going to remember it for maybe because Iceland scored a goal, and that's great for them in the World Cup, and they drew against a major powerhouse. But if Argentina advances, we won't even talk about it. If they don't make it out of the group stage – then yeah, we'll talk about it a lot. But we're prisoners of the moment big time with this kind of stuff. And uh, for some reason, you know, every four years, everyone becomes a soccer expert in America. They don't watch soccer for four years, and all of a sudden there's a World Cup, and everyone's paying attention all of a sudden and knows everything about Messi and how he's not as good as Ronaldo because he doesn't look as good with the shirt off. But everyone just needs to calm yeah, down it, one game at a time. He, he doesn't even look as good with the shirt on. So. Okay, good point. But with that ball at his feet... Ooh. There, there is. A, I've only watched one game of the World Cup. Well, there have been a few on in the background, but the only one I actually paid a lot of attention to was uh, uh, Portugal and Spain. 
And it was, it was an awesome game. It ended up in a, in a 3-3 tie. Um, but Ronaldo was playing out of his mind. I, it's hard for me to tell a good soccer player from just an average soccer player. But he was head and shoulders above anyone else on the field. Like the pitch, or whatever we're calling Thank it. Thank you. Please call it the pitch. On the pitch. Uh, and uh, it was just amazing. I mean, it, was, it really, really was. Just his, his command of the game. Like, he makes world-class players um, just seem average, which is, which is incredible. I don't, I mean, it looked like LeBron really playing against other NBA players. Right. Like, oh, wow. This, this guy, he's just on a different level. Dude, and you bring up a great point. Cause I feel like Tiger Woods did that in golf when he was swinging harder and hitting the ball further than the guys. He just looked different than the other pro golfers. And eventually golf caught up to him and his physique. Like all the young guys coming up now are, are strong guys. They hit the weight room. And I feel that way. Uh, that's an interesting way to put it because it's very rare where you see an athlete in a sport at the top of his sport who makes the other athletes look average. And when someone like you and me who aren't soccer experts by any stretch of the imagination, we're just guys that enjoy the occasional game when there are big stakes on the line like the World Cup or when there's a team that we like or a player we like playing. And when we can just watch for a few minutes and just know, oh man, he's so much better than everybody else out there. That's a that's a sensational athlete, and I think Ronaldo is that type of athlete for sure. I think 100%. You nailed that. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you any one thing he did well. Like I don't know the I don't know what you would call any of the skills. Kick, he possesses. kick, good. <laughs> All I know is when I watched him, there was a feeling inside me that was wow. So, Anthony, I'm at home catching up on some sports news on my phone. And what do I hear? I hear Jordan Bell asking, you know, Jordan Bell of the Golden State Warriors, the champion Golden State Warriors. Oh, Swaggy Pete, NBA champion, by the way. Get used to saying that. Jordan Bell holds up an empty bottle of Henny and is imploring the crowd, I'm out of Henny, bring me some more Henny, and someone brings him Hennessy. And everyone thinks that's great, and it's a party, people are drinking, and then, okay, that's cool, I, I, you know, I, I look at something else on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, there's Alec Ovechkin, and he you know, wins the Stanley Cup, and there he is, and he's celebrating, he's doing, he's doing um, water angels in fountains <laughs> in Washington, D.C., because he's so sh- smashed out of his mind, he doesn't know where he is. And we're like, oh, that's so great. That's so cool. And we're having a good time with with Jordan Bell and Alex Ovechkin being smashed out of their minds. But then someone mentions that, you know, maybe there was some weed there on the parade floats and everybody freaks out. And I think to myself, why are we so worried about marijuana and we're celebrating these guys being wasted out of their minds? Does that make any sense to you? Uh, and I, Yeah, it does feel like there's some kind of double standard. I think uh, maybe part of it is that Weed is, pro- is still illegal in many states, and I think it's still a federal crime. So there's probably some, some legal like stigma that's, that's seeped in everywhere. But so, so do you think it's just that it, just the fact that it's illegal, people just base their morality off of what's legal and what's illegal in this case? Um, I, I don't know if that's what people are doing. I think a lot of the time that you know what's legal and not illegal is a reflection of our collective morality, but um, 
I think if you ask most people, especially younger people, you know, millennials and um, basically anyone under 40, you know, is probably going to say there's not a huge difference or any kind of material difference between being high and being drunk in terms of like if it's good or bad. Right, right. So drunk and high are basically the same thing. Just you do you, I'll do me. I think that's kind of the attitude out there right now. I, I agree with you a lot. And I, I do think there's an age difference. I think the younger people um, see marijuana as just a fine way to unwind and relax, the same way the older generation feels about alcohol. And the people in charge are that older generation who look at alcohol the way the newer generation looks at marijuana. And we're starting to see slowly that people are loosening up on marijuana and weed. I just also, like you said, find it interesting that there's this double standard between the two substances that basically are, are attempting to serve the same function, but going about it in a different way, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's just something that I think it'll ease over time over the next few years, especially as more and more states start to legalize it um, and people... It's just, it, as it becomes less and less of a taboo substance, um, I think you, you find le- fewer, you know, le- less reaction like, like we see. So, I, I don't know. I mean, not, not really a topic I'm going to die on. <laughs> not the hell I'm going to die on, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, I'm not going to plug my... Uh, plant my flag on that one. Ooh, I stumbled over that a little bit. So, in, in the, uh, the weird crossover sporting event of the week, I think whoever is dealing Mike Bibby his steroids is probably also supplying Phil Nicholson because he had a, a case of <laughs> what I'm going to call roid rage at the U.S. Open. I don't know if you've seen Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby is swole these days. No, he's, it, no, it, he is huge. Someone put photoshopped him next to uh, Thor and said, my favorite scene from Ragnarok. It was so funny. But yeah, but I also agree with you. Phil and, and Bibby are taking the same substance. Yeah, the rocks like find your own thing. <laughs> yeah, he hits a putt, and before it even stops, he he's so mad he runs over to it and hits it the other the other direction back back towards the hole. So I I'm gonna chalk it up to Roy Rage. Um, I have no other uh, legitimate theories at this point. I don't buy his explanations that he that he. Uh, that he just wanted to finish the hole. I don't know. Sounds like something he takes. Someone takes steroids. No, no. We're going to go with that. Breaking news. Phil Mickelson, steroids. You heard it here first. Allegedly. Oh, don't hedge. You hedged like a lawyer at the end. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to try it again. Phil Mickelson, steroids. Oh, you can't help yourself. <laughs>